Hey, good morning. Good morning. Special welcome to my friend Jeff from Philly, joining us this morning. Nice to have you here. The topic is the great debate, a deeper look into the discussion between Moshe Rabbeinu and Betzalel. We find a very strange and somewhat troubling Gemara in Brachos, where it relates the conversation that took place between Moshe and Betzalel. Betzalel, the Gemara says, Al Shem Chachmoso Nikra, his name was based on his wisdom. When Hashem said to Moshe, Tell Bitzalel to make a Mishkan, Aaron, and Kalim, Halach Moshe Vahafach. Moshe went and he botched it up, he switched it around, Vamarlo, Asay Aaron, Vakalim, and Mishkan. He said the opposite order make an Aaron, Kalim, and Mishkan. Amarlo, Moshe Rabbeinu, Minhogo Shel Olam, Bitzalel said, Rebbe, the way of the world is, Adam bona bayis, v'achar kach machnes l'socho kelim. A person usually builds a house, and then he'll bring in the furniture. Va'ata omra seli aron v'chelim u'mishkan. But yet, you're telling me we should first build the aron, the kelim, and then the mishkan. Kelim shani osa l'heichen achnisem. The kelim that I'm making, where, where am I going to put them? Maybe Hashem said to you the exact opposite, namely, So he was saying in somewhat of a, of a humble way, maybe you botched it up. You, the Navi Hashem, who speak to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, maybe you said over the wrong Nevuah. And Moshe says back, Amalo, Shema Bitzal Kel Hayisa Viadata. You must have been standing in the shadows of God. Okay? Then the Gemara continues. Amr Vihud Amarav, Yodeyahai Bitzalel Tsarif Osio Shinivru Behen Shemaim Varitz. Bitzalel was a master Kabbalist. He knew how to make combinations of all of the letters in the same way that Hashem created Shemaim V'aretz. Okay? So, any questions on that first Gemara? Simple reading of this is, Moshe has a Nevuah, Hafach, Himamish, switches the whole Nevuah around, and Betzalel says, Rabbi, can I ask you a Shaila? Maybe, maybe you totally shechted the Nevuah that Hashem gave you, and it should be the exact opposite. And Moshe says, oh, taka. Right? Is that a mistake that Moshe made, or was that on purpose that he switched it? Well, simple reading of the Gemara, it sounds like it, sounds like it was a mistake. How about we try to be organized here with our questions? What is the most fundamental question one could ask on this Gemara? Yes, yes. How can Moshe mess up with the Nevuah? If we're willing to say, listen, once in a while, he was having a bad day, and therefore he was not able to relay the Nevuah uh, in, in the proper fashion, that would basically be denying the authenticity of Torah. 
That's one of the Yagimul Ikrim. We believe in the Navua of Moshe Rabbeinu. So question number one is, how can the Gemara imply that Moshe messed up on a prophecy? Okay, interesting. What you're suggesting is maybe he did that bedavka, the hafach. It wasn't like this balbel or whatever. He switched it around. Why did he switch it around? Okay. Question number two. Moshe's praising B'Tzalel, saying, Shema B'Tzal Kel Hayisa What did B'Tzalel say to Moshe that was so insightful? That was an indication of his divine wisdom. It doesn't sound like a, like a major Kabbalistic kasha. It wasn't like Batala was saying, But Moshe, Shtetin Zahar, Pashis Pinchas, that the Siyas HaMishkan is really the other way around because of my knowledge of the Hadabi Mitzarif, the Osios. It wasn't like that. Rather, he was saying, it's a funny thing, when a guy builds a house, usually he just builds a structure first, and then he brings in the furniture. So, so why would the Mishkan be different? <laughs> doesn't sound like a very sophisticated question, but yet Moshe was blown away <coughs> by the Kasha of B'Tzalel. How does B'Tzalel even have the audacity to question the Nevoah of Moshe Rabbeinu? Right? Usually the process... Of, of Nesina Satora, right? The Gemara and Erevin speaks about how Moshe would receive the Nevuah and then he would teach it, and there was a whole, a whole structure of how Torah would be disseminated. Bitzalel comes along and questions the Nevuah from Moshe. It's a very strange thing. I'm not getting enough excitement this morning, Rabbi Sai. It could be because the hour clock change, you know? Everyone still feels like it's. It sounds like he, he understood Moshe to be Dafka, and it's clear from the Gemara Moshe was Dafka. How did he know that? He was a wise man. But the question itself doesn't seem to show a, a great depth of wisdom. Ask an even more fundamental question. More funda- so it's hard to ask a more fundamental question than how can Moshe botch up a Nevoah, but go for it. Maybe not more than that. Okay. <laughs> He, he says, his, what he says to Moshe is, Then he brings in the kelim. Right. But that implies that there, I went to the store and I bought the kelim and I bring them in. But the kelim were likely in existence before the house was created. So maybe Moshe Rabbeinu was telling him, create the kelim because the kelim are in existence and then you build the house and then you bring the kelim into the house. Meaning... Where do you see from there? Other bias for Who said he made the kalim afterwards? Like where, where, where does? Why should everyone was telling you make the kalim? Respectfully, I don't think that's a more fundamental question. That sounds like a creative, interesting question, but not more fundamental. Okay. In general, if a person is making a home and he's building furniture. Right? You know, we live in times, everyone's spoiled, the Amazon, order a couch, right? In the olden days, I remember we had to make our couches, okay? Based on what? Because of the Yeah. 
That's why we needed to make a mission on it. Perhaps, according to the Svorno, not with the Ramban, but okay. Okay, so but prior to that, prior to that, there was no need for a Mishkan. So you just had the, 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 you have the Arno, and then you have the Shokan, and you already had these things. They were just, they were just, I won't call them floating around, they were floating around, for, for lack of a better word. Um, only after the Chetaino did you need a place to actually, or did you have a place to actually house them? But you know what? That's an interesting point. What you're doing is you're, you're jumping into the, the world of the Svorno. Right? The Svorno Shita is, is that if the Chet Egel never took place, then there would be no need for the creation of a Mishkan. Within that world, I don't know he would agree that we would still have all these different Kalim. I'm not sure we would need a Menorah and a Shulchan. Maybe an Aaron. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, a lot of good questions here, right? Okay. I have one question. Does, does Ruach HaKodesh hold any weight against uh, Nevoah? No, generally, if you have Nevoah and Ruach HaKodesh, right? Right, but Ruach HaKodesh is also somewhat more active, whereas Nevoah might have happened like a year, you know, before, and then... Things. But, but in, in this case, though, it sounds like it's all happening right now. If Nevoah is the rock, Ruach HaKodesh is scissors. Right? <laughs> okay, Rabbi Sai. So many questions, very puzzling. Perhaps you might even say disturbing Gemara. There's a Medrash Tanchuma, and we find this in different places throughout Chazal, that the creation of the Mishkan was intended to be somewhat of a microcosm of the entire universe. Om Rav Yaakov, Rav Yasi, Lamahu Omer, Hashem Ahaftim on Beisecha, Umakom Mishkan Kevodecha, Bishvil Sheshokel Keneged Briasa Olam. The creation of the Mishkan is equivalent to the creation of the world. Ketzad, Berishon Ksiv, the first day of creation, Shteitan Posek, Bereshis, Borelakim, Esa Shemayim, Vesa Oritz. Ksiv, notice Shemayim Kiryu. Hashem spreads out the Shemayim like a curtain. Ubemishkan maksiv v'asisa yirios izim. And corresponding to that, it says in the Mishkan that you should make the, the curtains out of goat hair. And it goes on to show a parallel between the Sheshis Yimei and the creation of the Mishkan. And that there's obviously a lot of depth when we think about the creation of the Mishkan, Correlation between the creation of Shemaim Oritz. This is why the Gemara and Shabbos tells us that all of the Malachos of Shabbos are learned from the Mishkan. It's not just a technicality to quote one of the ten most common words that are only used in Jewish speeches, not just based on the juxtaposition of the Isser Malacha and the creation of the Mishkan, like we'll find in the beginning of Parshas Vayakel. But conceptually, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, was somewhat complete in his Bria Sa'olam, and the Mishkan itself, every malacha that's done in the Mishkan is, is somehow replicating or corresponding to a malacha that, that is part of Bria Sa'olam, then it's very logical to say those same malachos that were done in the creation of the Mishkan, those are the malachos we stay away from on Shabbos. 
So there's a lot here. Okay. What I want to share with you, this being the last Sunday morning that Rabbi Michal will be with us for a while. So I wanted to share with you a beautiful interpretation from the Sefer Ber Yosef. Ber Yosef was initially introduced to me by our very own Rabbi Michal. Who was the Ber Yosef? Rabbi Yosef Salant. Just looking at one of the Haskamos, the beginning of the Sefer, this is Haskama from Shlomo Zalman Arobach. Shlomo Zalman was somewhat younger than Rabbi Yosef Salant, but he was approached to write a Haskama. So Shlomo Zalman says, There's no need to bring a Raya to that which is well known. Meaning of the, the status, the, the stature of this Talmud Chacham. Right, the pearls of wisdom come out from his mouth. V'chol imros of imros Hashem imros tehoros v'chedushav hashenunim v'nichbodim ba'agoda benuyim al adne ha'emes. His chedushim in the realm of agoda are always built al adne emes. That's his way of saying, I don't necessarily appreciate all chedushim in the realm of agoda <laughs> because sometimes, as we say in Yiddish, it's pie in the sky. You know, you're making up things. First of all, his mastery of Shas and Poskim, he's one of the great Gedolim of our time. Having that context, having that solid foundation, makes it that all of his insights in the realm of Agada. So he sounds to be somewhat of a fan of Rav Yosef Salant. He says in his humility, I, the small of Shlomo Zalman, Rogul ha'isi l'shmoa devara v'nimlitzu, I myself would go to his shmuzim. Right? I would attend his weekly drasha, and they were so sweet to my palate. So therefore, I actually encouraged him to write down these chadushim in a sefer to be mezaka the rabbim. And that's why when I see the sefer, that he calls Ber Yosef, I have such an oneg hanefesh, such a pleasure for his accomplishment. Okay, a little insight into the Sefer Ber Yosef. So we have many questions here, troubling, disturbing, very vague Gemara. Yes. Found in the Otsar Chachma as well. Okay, so let's take a look here. He quotes the Gemara in Shabbos, and then he asks two questions. This is the bottom right paragraph. Reishis, mazu sheilu v'tainam min hagu shel olam. 
What is Betzalel doing, quoting from Minhagur Shalolam, how people usually build homes? Does Hashem have to build his Mishkan the way you happen to build your house? One beautiful thing about the Sefer is that the writing is so, it flows almost like in a poetic way, but yet it's very understandable. Right? Sometimes when you have those gedolim who write in a poetic way, you could read it four times and like, I don't know what you're saying, right? <laughs> right, right. A little bit of it. So it's beautiful, it's poetic, but it's also understandable. The whole notion of making a mishkan doesn't make any sense logically. Hashem is limitless. So obviously this whole notion of creating a makom for the shechina, it's well beyond anything we could relate to, anything we can try to understand. And therefore, question number one of the Ber Yosef is, What is B'Tzalel doing by telling Moshe, this is the way that most people build their homes. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have to build his Mishkan in the same way that you or Travis happens to build his home somewhere in Nebraska. Okay. Question number two. He says, the second point that B'Tzalel makes, not only are you going against the Hagosh Olam, but what are you going to do with the kalim? They're going to be sitting out. It's going to rain. They're going to get rusty. Huh? Mosquitoes will destroy the kalim. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. Enu muvenis. He says, I don't understand that kasha either. If theoretically what could have happened is they would create the Mishkan, the entire structure of it, and then they would start the process of building the Kalim, and for every Kli, as soon as it was complete, immediately bring it straight into the Mishkan so it's safe and protected. Then I would get the Kasha B'Tzalel. However, in what actually happens when Moshe listens to B'tzalel's Chiddush, and they build the Mishkan first, how do they bring in the Kalim? They made all of the Kalim after the Mishkan. Okay. So quotes from the uh, Pesikta, a Midrashic source, the Rebbe Yosef says, B'chodesh Kislev nigmar ha-Mishkan In Chodesh Kislev, the Mishkan and all the Kalim were finished. And they didn't bring in the Caleb until Chodesh Nisan. So you're not even accomplishing anything, B'Tzalel. You still have the Caleb outside of the Mishkan. So what do you do with them? You spend a few hundred bucks a month and you buy a storage unit. You rent a storage unit, right? Or you put them in the garage. Whatever you're doing anyway wouldn't be that much different if you were to build the Caleb first and then the Mishkan, right? Another very valid question. Okay. So, the structure of the Ber Yosef, he starts off with the following suggestion. He says, and I think it's clear from the wording of the Shaila, the way the Gemara presents it. B'tzala was obviously speaking B'derech Anivus, in a humble way. Shema, perhaps, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, 
Mishkan Kelim Aram. He was speaking in a humble way, but Moshe understood that the message he was conveying was not just a svara, a thought. He was telling him something that that resonated within Moshe as a clear a clear interpretation of the nevuah that he himself received. Moshe Rabbeinu Hevin HaKavana Nachona B'Devarv Shabitzalel Shemishum Shehisik Beruach HaKodesh Al Seder Siyasim HaOmerkein Moshe understood that B'Tzal is only telling me this because he has a hasaga, he has a grasp of Ruach HaKodesh knowing what Hashem really had in mind. All we've done so far with this suggestion of the Ber Yosef is answer one question, namely, why was Moshe so impressed with B'Tzalel? Right? The answer to that could be because Moshe understood he was presenting it in a very you know, uh, humble way, but, but really, you have Ruach HaKodesh, and I appreciate that. In other words, the Menachah Shalom is sort of like a cover for his... Exactly. It sounds like it's a cover-up. However, if B'Tzal is using a cover-up, it still has to make sense, right? For B'Tzal to come and say, you know, anything that, that has no, no shaykhis to, to truth is, is a funny way to cover it up. So here's where we get a little bit deeper. It says the Ber Yosef. Enyin bezehu b'yoser. This is the bottom right paragraph on page three. <clears throat> Even though it sounds like he's bringing an example of how people build their homes in this world. The truth is, B'Tzalel had a much deeper intent. And this is based on the Gemara. The Gemara here says, like we saw together, that Moshe told B'Tzalel, do what first? The Caleb, right? And Metzalel says back to Moshe, no, the Mishkan we should do first. Okay. However, that's what our Gemara says and the Medish Rabbah in Kohelis. There's a Medish Rabbah in Parshas Vayakel that says the exact opposite. This is not as well known. But the Medish Rabbah in Vayakel says that Moshe comes down and tells Metzalel, build the Mishkan and then the Caleb. And then Betelah says back to Moshe, right? You should build the Aaron first. Let's build the Aaron and the Kalim first, and then we'll build the Mishkan. And that was the, uh, the conclusion. So we, we have a contradiction in Chazal itself. What was the conversation? So says the Ber Yosef, we happen to find a very mystical Machlokis between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Nechemya. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Nechemya, Rabbi Huda Omer Haor Bara Techila Vaachar Kach Olam. Rabbi Huda's opinion was Hashem first created Or and then the world. Rabbi Nechemya Omer Haolam Nivra Techila, the world was created first and then the light. Okay. So, there's a question here in the Gemara. This was posed to Reb Shmuel Bar Nachman. Shmuel Bar Nachman. The, the, the Torah doesn't talk about the creation of light. It just, meaning the light preceded 
Bracious? Bracious You're asking, yes, yes. This might be beyond the scope of our discussion. <laughs> Let's leave this, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, Reb Shmuel Bar Nachman was known as a Balagoda. So they asked him, Bishvil Shishamati Alechashata Balagoda, I've heard you have mastery in Agoda. So, Mehecha Nivra Ora, even a deeper question than Reb Chaim, right? From where was the light created? Amrlo, Nisati Fekadosh Baruchu Kisalma. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wrapped himself up like in a garment, Vehivik ha'olam mezivo me'rosho va'ad sofo, and the world was enlightened from me'rosho va'ad sofo. V'achar kach notesh shemayim ki'iriyah. Okay, so obviously this is pretty much self-evident. Says the Ber Yosef, This is still the continuation of this Chazal. When Hashem said to Moshe, Make the Mishkan. What do we start off with? You had to start with the Aram. And from this, we learn that you should always start with the light. When Moshe relayed the message to B'Tzalel, <coughs> said, we have to start with the Aaron. Why? Because since the world was created first with the Ora and then the Olam, that was the opinion of who? Of Rabbi Yehuda. So that's the way we have to create the Mishkan. Okay, so says the Ber Yosef, if you're not fully following every step of this, that's okay. It'll all come together. It's clear from Chazal whether or not the Mishkan should be constructed first or the Aaron. Tolui be'eza ofen shebar HaKadosh Baruch that's based, that's dependent on how HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the entire universe. And like we saw from the Medish Tanchuma, that's not surprising. The Mishkan is a microcosm of the universe. Just like the Mishkan is corresponding to all of the Olomos, all of the different worlds and spheros and realities. So, Kach Gam Seder Asiyoso Keseder Brias Olam then therefore the order in which the Mishkan is made needs to match up with the Seder of Bria Sa'olam. So the Ber Yosef wants to explain this contradiction in Chazal in a very simple way. Our Gemara in Shabbos, in Brachos rather, that says that B'Tzalel told Moshe, no, we should build the Mishkan first, and then the Kalim, that's going with the opinion of Reb Nechemiah. That the world was created where it's Olam and then the Or. And then the Medrash Rabbah we have in Parshas Vayaka that says the exact opposite. That's going like Rabbi Yehuda. Namely, the Or was created and then the world. And in order to, to match up with that, the Mishkan has to be created first with the Aaron and then the actual structure. 
Says the Ber Yosef, this might explain what B'tzala was referring to when he said, Minhogo shel olam. The discussion is, Minhogo shel olam is not just, I remember when my grandfather built our, our summer home upstate in New York, this is what he did. B'tzala, like the very next Gemara says, who had a tifa deep understanding of the Brias Olam, and he himself knew how to be Mitzayif the Osios, he was telling Moshe, if this is trying to be, trying to pattern this on Brias Olam, so then the way we build, meaning the way a Kaddish Baruch Hu builds, is in this Seder. And therefore we should, we should emulate that in the Brias and the creation of the Mishkan. Now did Moshe, before the next step, right? What's the Ber Yosef doing now? He's trying to explain what B'tzala was saying, Minhago shel olam. Our whole question was, how did that show Moshe any real insight? The B'tzakel ha'isa. You're saying, you're saying something, you're zogging, you're svora. Answer is, he, he, was, he was sharing with Moshe his deep understanding of, of the order of the creation of the universe. Then it would make sense for Moshe to say, wow, now we understand. Do we like that Teretz? Interesting, right? What's a little bit difficult with this Teretz? The wording of the Gemara is not just Minhago Shalola, but rather it says what? Adam Bonobayis. And then, right, the way he does it is, Va'acher kach machnis l'socho kelim. Adam Bonobayis. Doesn't sound like he's talking about Brias Olam. So the Ber Yosef says, this was, this was the expression of Bitzalo. Shebe'emis b'metek l'shono ha'yitzofon ikr kovanosu al seder Brias Olam b'chlal. He was basically saying, since this is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, it's reasonable that we as human beings should also build our homes in a similar way. But the starting point is not Adam Bonabayas. The starting point is Briya Shemayim Varetz. That's what he wants to explain, that particular question of B'Tzalel. So, so far things are coming together. We still have probably the most fundamental issue we have to address, which is, but again, whatever B'Tzalel was able to to discover based on his Ruach HaKodesh, why wasn't Moshe able to discover that and how can Moshe give over the wrong message? Question. Yeah, I'm just a little confused. So Vitzal is um, taking the opinion from Rabbi Yudah? So it depends on the, on, on the Gemara. Our Gemara, Vitzal saying the opposite, like Rabbi Nechemia. Okay. In the other Gemara, where it says the conversation went in the other direction. Yeah. So that Gemara is assuming, like Rabbi Yehuda, that the Or was created and then the Olam. Okay. However, the most fundamental piece of this discussion is how could Moshe switch around the Nevoah? Okay. So if you take a look at Rashi and Tosfos on the Gemara, they both point out that Throughout these parshios, we do find what seems to be different instructions that Hashem was giving to Moshe. In some places, namely, right, 
Ber Yosef says, we find in Kisisa and Vayakel that it sounds like Kodesh Baruch Hu and Truma as well. <coughs> Hashem was telling Moshe, do the Mishkan and then the Kalim. So Moshe himself is almost receiving these contradictions. Hashem is telling me Mishkan and then Kalim, but Hashem is also telling me Kalim and then Mishkan. Okay, so what do I do? I'm Moshe Rabbeinu. I'm getting different messages from the infinite Ein Sof. So how do you understand that? What's the Nevoah? Says the Ber Yosef, this is not a classic Nevoah. When Hashem is giving clear instructions, there would never be a Havamina, that Moshe would, would switch it around, would mess it up. Right? That, that, that's in violation of the Yud Gimel Ikrim. We believe in the Navu of Moshe Rabbeinu. In this particular case, it's clear from the Pesukim themselves, Hashem was, was telling Moshe different things. Therefore, what do I do? What do I, Moshe Rabbeinu, have to do with this information? I have to be machriya. I have to discover what is the intent, what is the real Ratzon Hashem. How do I do that? So there was this man, Bitzalel, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, right, as they made their new executive leadership team in Klal Yisrael, Bitzal was appointed the director of Mishkan Affairs. So uh, clearly you're going to have to hack it out with Bitzal. Moshe comes down and shares one of the two messages he received with Bitzal. Bitzal says back, maybe we should do the other way. And Moshe says, yes, I think you're right. Bitzal wasn't questioning a nevuah. Chas v'sholom. Bitzalel would never question a prophecy that's stated from Moshe Rabbeinu. This is clearly not the, the example of I'm giving a Navu and teaching in the Kalal Yisrael. This is more what we call in uh, Japanese, Pilpul Chaveri, right? Moshe switched it around because he heard two different things. So he was sharing one message with Bitzalel, and Bitzalel is telling Moshe, based on, on our understanding of how a Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world, and I know this itself is somewhat debated, this is before Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Nechemi were ever born, okay? But we see it's not a simple, not a simple discussion. B'Tzala was sharing with Moshe, because of our understanding of Bria Sa'olam, the order of the Mishkan, the Chorah, should be like this. And Moshe says back to B'Tzala, you're 100% correct. They were being machriya, the shaila. They were trying to come to the truth together. <coughs> Says the Ber Yosef, we'll conclude here. Double underline. V'hainu, v'hatsivu ilamoshaya be'emes ba'ofen kezeh, sh'yitztarich adayin l'hachriya. That sivui of the creation of the Mishkan required these human beings to come together and, and have a hachra, have a real decision. V'hamachriya be'zeh, B'Tzalel was the one to help Moshe arrive at the truth of the Tzivui Hashem. Now he does end off by asking a very interesting question, which is, why B'Tzalel? Right? Why did Moshe need B'Tzalel for this particular role? 
what was unique about his position that, you know, Hashem almost left this for Bitzalel to discover. So who was Bitzalel? The nephew of, of Moshe, right? Meaning that his mother was Miriam and his father was Chur. Okay. So says the Ber Yosef, let's just analyze for a moment. Huh? His grandfather was Chur. Thank you. Leave it to the Balkari. <laughs> so let's analyze for a moment, right? What was the schus potentially of B'tzalel coming from Miriam and Chur? So the Ber Yosef says, listen, first of all, we know Miriam had a very special bracha. We have Yocheved and Miriam working together, risking their lives to bring Jewish <laughs> children into the world. And the Pasuk itself says that the schus of Miriam Yocheved was they should be zochet to, to, to build right? a bias, botim. Okay. B'schuso shel chur, right, chur we know, was trying to stop Kalal Yisrael from engaging in the Cheda Egel, and he was actually killed in that process. L'fikach zoche shehotzi kadosh baruch u'menu es b'tzalel. And according to many, like the, the Sforno says, the Mishkan is actually part of the process needed for the tshuva of the Chet Egel. Ubeschusem shel Miriam v'chor, zocha b'tzalo shoyia hamora v'hamalamed v'hamachriya b'chol davar hanagay l'mishkan. So explains the Ber Yosef, it's very reasonable to assume that b'tzalo should have that role to be machriya, to paskin these questions relating to the mishkan based on the legacy of Miriam and Chor. So ultimately what comes out is Moshe received two different messages from Hashem in the order of the creation of the Mishkan. In order to work this out and have B'Tzalel who was designated for this role to come to the conclusion. And he concludes by saying, "Val inyan hazeh amr lo Moshe shema betzal kel hayisa viadata." Did we answer all of our questions on this very strange and disturbing Gemara in Brachos? Question number one was what? How can Moshe botch up a nevuah? How do we answer that question? Well, it wasn't a clear nevuah. It wasn't a clear nevuah. He had two different messages. What he was saying was true. And he was now working it out with Bitzalo. And that answers, obviously, the question of how is Bitzalo questioning a Nevoah? He understood his role was to be Machriya together with Moshe. What was he doing bringing from Minhago Shalolam? Who cares about what people do? The answer is he was referring to something much, much deeper, namely the Seder of the Bria Solom. How do we have a contradiction in Chazal? Answer is... It's based on either if you're in the world of Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Nehemiah. But they're both, they're both uh, interpretations of that conversation based on either Rabbi Yehuda's opinion of Briya Olam or Rabbi Nehemiah's opinion of Briya Olam. It almost sounds though like Maish Rabbeinu was of one opinion and, and, and 
Ibn Sal was of the other opinion. Why was, meaning, Maish Rabbeinu had, has what to rely on, right? There's, there's, meaning, why, why, but I'm saying, my question is, why did Maish Rabbeinu feel he has to turn around and be maskim to, to what Bitsal was saying, if he has what to rely on in his understanding of Seder Bria Seder? But what to rely on, though, rely is on. different, right? When you have two postgame, it's Shalev Adirabad, and you can say, what to be so mechan. Here, this is a pretty massive question, right? How do we build the Mishkan? And I understand that it's based on really deep Kabbalistic inyonim. And I also know that B'Tzalel is really in the role of, of being Machria, this Shiloh. So when Moshe is presenting it to B'Tzalel, it's not like he's stating his opinion, Bavados. I know with clarity this is exactly what a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants. Maybe he had a Svara, maybe he had 27 different Svaras. But ultimately, he knows that through this, this conversation, B'tzalel will be the one to help be Machria to decide and clarify this particular Shiloh. The godless of Moshe. The what? In other words, that he recognized that he was not the decider. That he recognized, he had the respect, that he understood oh. that once he heard that it was B'tzalel who was going to be the Machria. Beautiful. Maybe we'll conclude with this, right? A, a, a piece like this in the Ber Yosef, obviously there are many aspects here that are well above and beyond the scope of this discussion and the scope of, of us in general. But just to have a deeper appreciation of, you could have a strange Gemara, but there's so much potentially going on beneath the surface that's based on Mamish Yesodos of Bria Olam and the Mishkan and the Gavra and Shabbos. Just a little bit of an insight, a glimpse of, of depth of the Torah HaKadoshah. Have a wonderful day.